Hey there, it's Tardy to the Party, Spell Modern. I'm Dan Roos, Spell Apocalypse Rolls, American around. We also do the Disney thing, but we're not doing the Disney thing this week. This week, there's a started. I guess Bill's finally running out of ideas because he's <laughs> doing something that I've pushed on him for a long time, but we're going to talk yeah. about Rango. Yeah, I am officially out of ideas, so this week we're doing. Not that I. <laughs> it's not like there's any reason why I was pushing against doing Rango. It's just. Uh... Uh, I have a giant pile of stuff that I have not covered on the podcast, which I've pretty much done all the light and fluffy stuff on my list for Tardy mm-hmm. the Party material. Mm-hmm. And everything I have left is... This week, I almost did the first... I think it's the guy's first movie? Remember we did In the Mood for Love and you almost shot yourself because it was so uh-huh. boring? <laughs> that yeah. guy's first movie. I think it's his first movie, Chunking Express. Mm. Almost did that for this week's podcast. Thankfully, thankfully, I had the good sense to sit down and try to start to watch that. I got half an hour in before I wanted to almost shoot myself because it was oh, that good. bad. <laughs> oh man! It was like I liked. I I actually generally loved in the mood for yeah, love. Yeah, You oh, wanted you to shoot yourself. It. So imagine how bad this was that even I was like, no. We cannot do this. <laughs> this is just like even even me not liking what I saw aside, you would have killed yourself. What was wrong with it? It was just I only got about half an hour in and the first half hour nothing happened. The first half hour is all about this super sad cop guy whose mm-hmm. girlfriend his girlfriend breaks up with him, so he gets super sad and just starts buying canned pineapple that will expire on the day that he he gives his this ex girlfriend. Uh, it's a thing. It's... And then there's a lady who she's trying to work with these Indian guys who are smuggling heroin out of their asses, but then they double cross her, so she's looking for them. And half half the half hour I saw was mostly just slow motion, janky footage of like a cameraman falling down the steps. And it was People like pulling a... pineapples out of their ass. Yeah, it was like sub film school quality bull. It was mm. it was genuinely like I could make a better movie than this. Maybe. Like, because I've always heard people rave about that movie. I it got to the point where I was like, even if even if I magically stop this movie like two seconds before it suddenly starts getting good, even if the rest of the movie after that point had been like the greatest film I had ever saw, it could never overcome the first half hour bullshit I subjected myself to. So I was like, no, we're not doing Chunking Express. It's like Rango. You've always talked about how much you loved Rango. Let's talk about Rango. Let's talk about Rango. I was watching this this morning. Yeah. I was thinking to myself. I could see Bill not liking this, but I think he'll like it. Well, what was so? What did you think about Rango? So, how did you end up first seeing Rango, and why did you like it so much? Because you've I always been I, like, "Hey, Rango." I think I put it on for one of my nieces to watch okay. or something, and I just wound up watching it, and I was like, "Hey, that was a good movie." Okay, I didn't know if it was a thing that you like went out of your way to see in the theaters for. And also, yeah. the video game on the Xbox 360 is surprisingly. Really fantastic. Is it a, like a third-person open-world adventure game, or is it like a 2D... Sc- uh, I think it's a linear level-to-level platforming third-world... Third-person... Third-world. Third-person uh, <laughs> shooting-action-adventure type daily Bob. Yeah. Oh, it's actually it's pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I was... It's weird to think that, like, no one knows or cares or seems to remember this movie that much. Even, I know your buddy Mike Russell really likes it, Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. My only reference for this movie was, I guess this came out almost exactly 10 years ago now, it was like 2011. And my only reference for it, aside from you going to bat for this movie, pretty much the entire time we've been talking about this podcast, 
or doing this podcast. You've always been like, hey, if you hard up for anything, let's talk about Rango. Uh, the let's only thing I knew about it, it was the one movie that was made by Industrial Light and Magic. You know, the special effects mm-hmm. people. Yeah. This is their one stab at like, hey, let's do a CGI, CGI uh, family kids movie. And, of course, it has Johnny Depp. And the only thing I'd heard about it was that this is one of the few CGI family films that's not really heavily, like, motion captured. Like, they just did the thing where they just recorded... Um, well, I guess they, you know, they had everyone in the cast, like, on set. Yeah. Instead of motion capture, they just filmed them, kind of like, you know, how Disney would film motion capture. Or not film... They would film reference of actors. Film the reference, yeah. And But then the animation is hand-animated. And I guess they also, for a lot of the movie, took the audio from those reference footage recording mm-hmm. sessions, too. And so, yeah, this is all hand-animated. It was supposedly all... Who half, half the stuff about the making of any of these movies is all bullshit marketing, so who knows how much of that is true. And that, and that you like this whole, this movie a whole bunch, and that was it. And, yeah. uh, yeah, so on a whim on Friday night, and I was like, let's fire up Ryan go see what... And I... I what is... Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> what? Is, yeah, you feel like that about it? <laughs> Put it this way, which is fine. I I am not one of those people who I like. Let's put it this way. By the end of the movie, I was like, why didn't they make another one of these? Because I was like, mm. I was at the end of this movie. I was like, hmm, that was a movie. And I was like, why didn't that was a movie? Industri- <laughs> and I was like, okay, so either this movie must have bombed or been hated by critics because this movie was good enough. Why didn't Industrial Light and Magic A do a sequel or B just to do another movie? Because like I said, I know this is the one ILM. CGI movie they ever made, and I was like, oh shit, this mm. that's right, this movie came out in 2011, and I looked up the date it came out, it was like six months after this movie came out, because Lu- uh, 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 Industrial Light Magic is a division of Lucasfilm, they got sold to Disney six months movie after this movie came out, and I was like, oh, and of course they got sold to Disney, and Disney, D- Disney does not need Industrial Light Magic to make cartoon movies. kids movies that are going to compete with all their other movies. So they were like, you know Intentionally what? Intentionally ugly, ugly cartoon. Yeah, they're like, you know what? Even though this movie's like critically lauded, and I guess made a lot of money, they were like, and don't worry your pretty little heads about making a Rango 2. We need you guys to... You're just going to be making a whole bunch of TIE Fighters and Millennium Falcons for the next decade. Yeah, don't, hey. Yeah. Hey, hey, Gore. How about oh. you make us a Lone Ranger movie instead and completely... Oh. Just crater your career. Think about that. Because, like, I was kind of surprised because, yeah, Gore Verbinski pretty much yeah. destroyed okay, his career. Okay, so his, he went uh, <laughs> the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean at World's End, Rango, The Lone Ranger, A Cure for Wellness, and then Spaceless is in pre-production. That's it. So Wow, what the fuck? After The Lone Ranger, two movies and one's in pre-production. I mean, it sounds so like... This, the- Lone Ranger cratered his career, which watching watching Rango, you're like, that. I mean, the Lone Ranger. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it has its problems. I've seen big but, wax of it, and it is it is aggressively terrible. Yeah, but but Rango, good. What happened? Rango is great. It's cute. It's funny. It's ugly. It's it's funny. like. It's, it's got every... amazing actors. It's got you know, great cast. Yeah. You don't have to look at Johnny Depp's face. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons why I was kind of dragging my feet about Rango. Is because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's not like I ever had, a, like, a fundamental problem with Johnny Depp. But, like, after, like, you know, a decade of Pirates of the Caribbean and just, like, and especially with, like, the idea of, like, Johnny Depp's always got, he's, he's always been such a gimmicky actor that mm-hmm. I was afraid, uh... With him being in a cartoon, he would just find 
because he's, he's even in live action is a human cartoon. And so I was like, oh my god, if he's actually voicing a cartoon, I can imagine like what shitty vocal affectation he would decide to pick up on, or like what kind of like. But no, he's actually a really good voice actor. This thing, like he just yeah. is just he. I mean, he's he's doing like the way he's talking is kind of a lightened version of his Raul Duke Fear and Loathing on Las Vegas, which is funny because like he cameos as that character like five minutes into the movie too. But it's not like it's not super arch. He just kind of sounds like Johnny Depp. He's just kind of playing this like super milk toast, slightly funny chameleon guy. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, no. And the rest of the voice cast, yeah, is, is, is stellar. Uh, I like how <laughs> kind of like just kind of dog-legged the story is. Just how about there's no real. I mean, there's a big plot about how he ends up in this town, and there's a mayor who's hoarding the the the, the water and stuff like that. And I mm -hmm. like the idea that like water is like the money in that world and so it's kind of this chinatown thing of which is funny because i still haven't seen chinatown that's another movie on my list of things to cover on yeah the podcast. but also but, child rapist exactly that's, <laughs> so... that's that's why i'm down to like every major thing i've left i could do on the podcast there's some kind of big problem with it like that mm. uh but but i like like the, it's kind of like how he's undefined and he's kind of searching for himself but it's not like that arc of the story is not they is not they don't lean on it so hard that it becomes annoying. Mm -hmm. I kind of like... I like I like the fact that his character, who's pretending you know obviously completely pretending to be somebody that he's not, yeah, that they don't do the fumbly bumbly thing where he's almost always getting ca caught. He's just he just is that character once he inhabits it. Exactly. And, you know he'll and do I like his that. darty he'll do his darty eyes now and then when to figure something out, but he's quick on his feet. It works. And I like there's not a big scene where, like, he's kind of unmasked. I mean, it's kind of like the Aladdin thing, too, where, like, the character's unmasked at the end. And yeah. the character gets thrown out of town, and he has to get his shit together and come back and save everybody. But I like even then, it's more existential. It's not just like, oh, everyone's mad at me. It's more still about his own inner self and his own inner journey. Yeah. And I also like his own inner journey. It's so weird. Like, he gets thrown out of the desert, and he meets Clint Eastwood. And, like, even Clint Eastwood is just, like... Do what you need to do. Like it's 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 not even trying to be that deep or anything. Like it's just like it's not yeah. about you. It's about other people. Go help other people. That's all you really have to worry about. And really, that's probably the best advice anyone give anyone else in life. Really, when it comes down yeah. to practical value of helping people in the world, it's just forget about yourself. Help other people. And I'm like that's a simple. And it's not like this huge lesson at the end, but it's just kind of like that's it. And he comes back and yeah, shit gets resolved. And, yeah, even then, it doesn't get too cutesy or anything about, like, yeah, the life lesson in the movie or anything like that. Even, like, the love interest thing, which, you know, it's not like they really need a love interest story in this thing, but I kind of like, you know, it's 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 like they didn't lean on that too hard where it's like, like, it's, yeah. I don't know, it was good. This is a cute movie. Yeah. I, pre I appreciate how fucking nasty-ass bug-ugly this movie is. Oh, everybody's <laughs> so hard to look at, man. Well, and it was interesting, too, because, like, Knowing, like, it's, it's, it's interesting to think, like, a special effects house, which is known for its, like, photoreal animation, would be doing, like, a kid's movie like this. And it was, it, watching the end credits, I saw that the production designer on this movie was a guy named Crash McCreary, who, he is one of my favorite Hollywood uh, production designers. He hasn't done a lot of stuff, but the, the stuff he's done has always been incredible. He's the guy who designed all the dinosaurs for Jurassic Park. And mm. unlike, unlike a lot of other art people in Hollywood who do, like, a lot of really fancy color digital sketches and stuff like this, this guy is almost, most of his artwork's always just been 
black and really detailed black and white pencil sketches of animals and stuff like that. And like with lots of like little details of like feathers and scales and stuff like that. And, and seeing the fact that like, like once I saw his name in the credits, I was like, oh, that's why all these characters are just so like detailed and grimy and like, like he's, mm -hmm. he's not, he's known for doing photo realistic animal designs and stuff in movies but like i could totally see if he had to do cartoon caricatures of animals for a movie they would end up looking like this and i looked up a little there's not man there's like almost no information about the making of this movie online except for one or two like dvd documentaries and the one thing i saw online where they were talking to him like they showed his pencil sketches for all the character designs and they were exactly what just in the film they just you know yeah they just that, it's one of those that's nice when yeah, the production team trusts the artist to actually do the art. That's this is one of the few times I've ever seen where you like you see the like the the, the concept designs and they just made the concept designs because yeah. like every other goddamn CGI movie, Pixar, fucking Disney or anything like that, you can see like where they were kind of like the finished designs are kind of like what the concept are, but it's always kind of like filed down and the edges taken off. No, this is just, oh just, just look at. Uh, Glenn Keane's uh, designs for uh, Rapunzel exactly, compared to yeah, exactly, the CGI. Yeah. You're like, well, you can see well, his design. His designs, uh, it looks the same, but also there's a lot more life in it. Yeah, for some reason. So, yeah. but yeah, no, just like I kind of like, just and well, that's one thing. I was, I liked this movie enough. I was like, of course, this must have been a bomb and or a critical disaster. And that's why I was mystified to look it up and like, oh, like no, this movie made money. And B, critics loved it. It's got like a 92% rating on Netflix where I watched it. And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, and I was like, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, that. And I think I'm like, what the hell happened there? And like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, the, the, the Disney sale totally stifled. Yeah, whatever. Not that it sounds like they had any plans for like Rango 2 or anything like that, but it would have been nice yeah, to but see. But another movie with the team. Yeah, they had a pipeline set up. And it was funny because like the, that was the one thing I was looking up. Uh, making of material about this too was just to see what the genesis of this film was. Like, who did the story? Because I know the screenplay is by the Hollywood. <laughs> He's actually not that great of a writer, John Logan. He like wrote like the worst Star Trek movie, Star Trek Nemesis. And he's written, like, the more recent Bond movies, and I was like, well, this, this this movie's good enough that it seems better than that guy. But yeah, no, I guess this whole story was conceived by the guys at Industrial Light and Magic, and I guess because mm. they were working Pirates, uh, on Pirates of the Caribbean with Gore Verbinski, the guy who directed the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, he was like, oh, that sounds really cool. The, I, the fact that you guys are thinking about doing your own movie, and I like that idea for the movie that you guys are thinking about doing. Like, can I direct it? And then he got involved in... Yeah, and then they just went out and made the movie they were designing, and it was simple as that, and it turned out to be good, and it's just like a perfect case of just like, yeah, they just had an idea, they executed on the idea, it was good, everyone loved it, and yeah, just, and they never made any more because they had to make more Millennium Falcons, <laughs> so that's... Because they, they had to make the Lone Ranger completely crazy. Oh westerns. god, yeah, man, do we, a Lone Ranger may not be a bad idea for Awful April, because that is just, I know, but that is like three hours fucking long, and just like, it is... Yeah. Oh, well, it's funny because Lone Ranger bombing is that's one of the big reasons Disney bought Star Wars because it was like Lone Ranger, Tron, John Carter of Mars. I think those maybe the three big movies where they were kept on trying to do their own live action in-house stuff and they all bombed. And they were like, fine, fuck it. Let's just buy Star Wars and we don't have to worry about coming up with new our own new shit anymore. And then they fucked yeah. up Star Wars, too, so... I mean, I oh, was Jesus. I was a huge Lone Ranger kid when I was teeny tiny. Shut the fuck like, up. Like I loved Lone Ranger. Are you serious? No, I would. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I loved loves the Lone, the Lone Ranger. Ranger? Really? So here in Portland, it played. There, you had. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you were Sunday, mor Sunday mornings. They had yeah. Little Rascal. They had Lone Ranger. 
man. They had um, Abbott and Costello shorts or was whatever. Was this on a KPTV or, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I watched Lone Ranger. Oh, and, you know, it's just what I did. So I liked the Lone Ranger a lot. I mean, the phase didn't last very long. It felt like a long time at the time, but it was probably like maybe six months a year. Exactly, yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah. But I did like the Lone Ranger, and I didn't give two shits about that movie, man. <laughs> well, look, and I... And they I, put the photos of Johnny Depp out, and you're like, he got a bird on his head. This uh, is stupid. And then Army Hammer, the main... Have you heard of what, what's happened with him? And movies? then the actual cannibal Army <laughs> Hammer comes out. <laughs> oh, my God. What a cursed fucking movie. Like, yeah. it's like, uh, that dude's a fucking cannibal! <laughs> a cannibal! <laughs> like, it's one thing being a sex pest, but, like, when you're... <laughs> I don't know, whatever. It's just, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. talk about this, the stars all directly aligning against a movie. Holy shit. Yeah, I guess that's gonna be the last big budget thing that Gore Verbinski <laughs> like, put in charge of. Gore Verbinski opened the box that had the Lone Ranger <laughs> in it and it exploded in his face like and he just stood Seriously. there like Daffy Duck with everything blown back saying what just happened? <laughs> and it's still a decade later he's still recovering from that yeah exactly. He, he went from God. making you know billions and billions of dollars in the Pirates movies to the Lone Ranger and it all just went yeah although to be fair even then only the first Pirates movie is any good the same the other two mm. are dog shit too but but then again that's they made him a lot of money made him a so. lot of money though but yeah, yeah. well that's kind of terrible because Gore Verbinski seems to know what he's doing when he's given like the time to like make things right it's just of course yeah. the Hollywood machine especially Disney wants to crank out shit as fast as possible and yeah, did you see the apart. cinematography on this movie was done by oh, Roger yeah, Deakins, so they, too? They consulted with Roger Deakins, so they knew that, yeah. like, I mean, which makes sense. The movie looks like, real good. Industrial Light Magic knows what they're doing, so of course they would know to, like, okay, who do we want to go to to make this movie look good? And, like, okay, of course they would talk to Roger Deakins, which is funny because Roger Deakins had been working for Pixar for a little while, too. So they must have kind mm. of poached him a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Did you want to do Blow by Blow? Oh, sure. Okay. I, I I was gonna watch, just watch it. Um, I don't know. Do you want to do Blow by Blow or do you just want to rant about the movie? That's either or. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, just even <sighs> I think, like... like I, like, I think I, we can just rant about it. Um, yeah. I, I took it's, notes, it's, but I didn't take super details. I was actually a minute so. or two late to our online recording session because I actually fired up the beginning of the movie just... Because, you know, just fired up to, to have it playing yeah. while we're talking. And I actually got sucked into just rewatching the opening minutes of it too, so I was a little bit late. I was like, "Oh shit!" And this I like, I like how I like Johnny Depp's entry, which is funny too, because the actual character, his name, he's unnamed. He names himself Rango part way yeah. through the film, but we never actually find out if he has a real name or if he does have a real name. What it is, which makes sense because that's tying into the man with no name thing, you know, with with mm -hmm. with Clint Eastwood towards the end. But yeah, Hiche Undurango, but. I like his entry into the world of the animals, which is him meeting the um, Satipo, the the roadkill. The, the roadkill, yeah. Yeah, and like it's already kind of like this magic realism thing where this animal's already been run over, and like ah, the one thing I can see if you want to be super politically correct about this movie is like what's what's the Latino version of Oriental Orientalism, where it's kind of fetishizing like southwest american mexican kind of like like mezcal out in the deserts i'm having crazy yeah. visions that kind of stuff this is movie's all made by a bunch of white people but like i do like this hazy kind of like weird southwestern you know don't know what's actually real and stuff and i like even within the film itself like they're not really consistent about like 
time and place because like obviously this is modern day but then Rango ends up in this town full of animals that's for some reason well the, the, the reason stuck is in the old west but yeah it's an old west thing where some for some reason everyone's still living like it's 1885 yeah and oh man this is the one time in this movie i went like uh was when he first <laughs> meets the people in the town and he meets what's gonna turn out to be like his love interest and i was like <clears throat> oh she is hard to look at beans <laughs> Wait, I've never, I, you know, so I've never liked the way her face looks, but at the same time, I'm like, what do I want, a sexy lizard? No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny because she's almost like almost too smooth. She's the one character I could see, like, maybe they took some of the rough ed edges off and tried to make mm. her look a little too smooth and feminine. But then she comes across as a little bit too, like, too smooth and feminine. But, like, mm. so she's a lizard or an iguana. I don't know what the fuck she's supposed to be. But then she's dressed like 1885, and then she's also got a full head of hair, which in a yeah. photorealistic world just looks extra. Just like, what am I looking at here? At least Johnny Depp's character, he's just an iguana in a shirt. So there's a little bit less to explain there. But like these other characters, which, yeah, boy, it's it's not the end of the world or anything like that. No. But like, yeah, just like in all the scale of everything's always kind of weird, too, because... Like, there are small animals living in this town, and I like even the design of the town. Like, the post office is just a mailbox and stuff, mm -hmm. but then, like, there's a scene with, like, golf balls, and they do establish that, like, there are animal-scale golf balls, but then later... No, no, the golf balls are the pill the bugs. The pill bugs. But no, I think there's a thing a thing earlier where you get the, the actually... I think it's a joke. There's a, there's a gag with an actual <coughs> golf ball that is scaled to the size of the animals, but then... Like, they're not entirely consistent with, like, what the scale, like, oh. yeah, I don't know, but, like, well, just even yeah. the opening scene, Johnny Depp is drinking a glass of water with a glass, it's an actual glass, but it's scaled yeah. to the size of a tiny lizard, which doesn't make any sense. You'd think he'd be drinking out of, like, I don't Maybe know, it was a Barbie cup. He's it could have been, yeah. Well, it is Barbie glass, he drops it, because, like, you know, but, well, even then, that's the thing of the water and stuff, but, um, yeah, the cast, too, because this is done a decade ago. I like I like was not paying attention to the cast, but like the leader of the banditos who they end up capturing, they, he's the blind bank robber. Yeah, that's like the, Harry Dean Stanton, the, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's the Dick Nose guy. Um, Stephen Roots, who he's fantastic, and he's he he played the stapler guy and. In 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 what oh, yeah, the fuck yeah. movie was that yeah. he's in this office and space yeah office space and then the, the Ned little... Beatty reprising his role as the evil <laughs> evil guy from, from Toy Story three oh shit was he... wait he played La Hugs a Bear whatever yeah oh, I didn't think about that oh that's right because he plays the mayor and the mayor turns out to be the major bad guy right yeah oh I see him the first time you're like there's the bad guy <laughs> yeah okay yeah uh, oh, that's right because it's Bill Nye too is the snake cowboy. And mm -hmm. so, which of course that makes sense that they would get him because he played, was it Davy Jones in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie? So it makes sense they mm. would bring him back so he could kind of like snarl at Johnny Depp again. I like um, the the way his rattle, the rattlesnake's rattle, is just a bunch of uh, gun chambers. I like it makes no sense. They're like, where are the bullets coming from? Because it's a machine gun that's firing like three thousand <laughs> rounds. Is his guts yeah. just made of? But infinitely repleting, uh, uh, replenishing bullets, or like, what's going on there? Uh, but like I said, that's the whole point of the movie. Is like, it's not, it's, it's all, it's all surface metaphor stuff. You're not really supposed to think about like the logist. Who knows if this is all actually even happening, or if it's all in Rango's head too? Like, because he's mm. out in the middle of the desert. Um, 
This is yeah. all some fever dream he has. Right like, you he can dies. almost interpret it like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially because like, because uh, the roadkill guy is all like, go into the go into the desert, and you will find yourself. And I do like the Greek choir of the mariachi owl band. Mm-hmm. Like that's cute. <laughs> I do like they do the weird thing where they set up the movie about he he has entered this man. He has entered his own story, and he will be dead. And at the end, they're like, wait, we said he was going to die, and he didn't die. And he's like, well, he's going to die someday. He doesn't necessarily have yeah. to die in this story. And I'm yeah, like, that maybe it'll be from movie. a household accident. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's such a dumb... And I like how this movie kind of plays with storytelling and stories and stuff. Like, they even do the weird thing. I'm not even quite sure what it means, but it gets bookended because it happens once at the beginning, once at the end of the film where... Like, at the beginning, Johnny Depp kind of walks up to the camera and, like, breathes on it and draws a square on it, kind of like the dimensions of the film frame, and the camera pushes through, and I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, we're transitioning from one kind of plane to the other because it's, like... And then the same thing happens where they're still just playing around with the framing and the storytelling and the devices and stuff like that. But it's not, like... Well, then, uh, the Clint Eastwood guy does that, too. Is that... Okay, that's how it bookends at the end when he does exactly the same thing. And yeah, it's also weird because they, they, I, did they try to get Clint Eastwood for that bit at the end? Because like even the, he's like the, the the Clint Eastwood character is such like a Mad Magazine almost well, he looks, caricature. He looks he looks like those horrible, ugly uh, puppets from the UK. Yeah, political <laughs> show that I don't remember the but name just of. Just enough so they could legally claim it's not yeah, supposed to exactly be specifically what I wrote down. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. But yeah. enough that you know, understand what they're doing. And like, I, I guess the voice for that was Tim- Timothy Oliphant from Deadwood. Yeah. And he actually yeah. does a really good, to the point that I was like, well, oh, it's it's a good, it's a really good Clint Eastwood it's impression. Not... But the voice is young enough. I was like, okay, that can't be the actual Clint Eastwood because he would sound like a thousand times older now. But Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not an impression where somebody's exaggerating like, yeah, no, it's not Carby a cartoon. It. It's just kind of a spot-on <laughs> impression. God, that's what I was so afraid of. I thought this whole movie, speaking of people acting like cartoons, like, that's what... I was expecting more cartoon shit like this. No, this movie... Mm. Rango knows to keep it cool and keep it on the down low as a movie. I kind of appreciate that. It's a pretty low-key, weird, just kids flick and i really like that it's it's what what'd you think about the gorge chase where they're getting chased Man. by the bats and shit <laughs> the bats that explode when they're shot uh-huh <laughs> because they're doing a star wars thing so the bats explode yeah i mean that was cool oh god there's a couple other things too where things just happen just because it's supposed to be because they're kind of play- again where they're kind of around with playing with form and format so things happen in ways that you don't expect but like yeah that i mean that was really i just love the dive bombing uh, birds and or the dive bombing bats and everything that was, and that's actually generally good action sequence. And it's, it's not like this movie is that slow and takes its time, but it's, it's nice to see uh, an animated kids movie not made by Pixar that like understands action and understands like maybe it's because I'm so scarred because we just did Food Fight. Not that was a, that was the our most recent talking animal computer generated movie that we did before Rango was Food Fight. Which is funny, because I, yeah. I think that came out around the same time as Rango did. And I saw some Food Fight Defenders online being like, well, this movie came out in 2011, so of course the CGI hasn't aged that well. And I'm like, that's not the reason why that movie looks bad. It's not bad because it was made in 2011. It's yeah. bad because it's... And so I like now I wanted to point them to Rango. I'm like, Rango! It was came out the same time as Food Fight. Rango still holds up. Like, you can't... Yeah. 
Anyway, if you're a fan of Foo Fight, you've already got emotional problems as it is. But yeah, no, the the I'm trying. Yeah, the cavern fight looked like the the, the couple big action scenes in this movie were like nicely executed. And you can understand what's happening. It's not too mm-hmm. hyperkinetic. Um, the score is pretty good. The score is done by Helen Zimmer, which of course that mm-hmm. makes sense because mm-hmm. it's Gore Verbinski. He did all the pirates. Well, no, technically Gore Verbinski only did the. Second two Pirates movies because one of his understudies did the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie and that exploded, so he then went back and took over the duties from that understudy, which kind of fucked that understudy of what am I saying? Uh, Rango. Yeah, Rango. Yeah, no, probably the last, it's probably the last good western we're gonna see. (laughs) Uh, actually, I want to see when True Grit came out because I think that came around at the same time. But yeah, I, I, that's I always kind of thought True Grit was the last Great Western we were ever gonna see. Yeah, True Grit mm. came out a year before the. I guess not really remake. It's just another stab at the same material that the first uh, True Grit movie was made from. But yeah, another one-two punch of uh, True Grit and uh, Rango. That's a good. Yeah, it's almost like westerns were starting to come back, and then they Disney decided we can't let that happen. <laughs> we have to and squash it in the throat. All live action. Oh, that's right, because it's it's um. Not Perks of Being a Wallflower. What's the movie with the dancing people? <laughs> oh, thanks for narrowing it down. It's the movie with the yellow poster. The little girl from that. She voices the little Oh, the that possum. fucking movie sucks so much ass. <laughs> with Alan Arkin and everything. Oh, it's awful. I, I like hate that, that movie. movie. Little Miss Sunshine little fucking Miss bullshit Sunshine. sucks ass. Little Miss Sunshine oh. plays the possum. Awful. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's Alfred Molina as the roadkill, which totally makes sense. And I like the Alfred Molina roadkill character, the one, you know, is run over by the car. Yeah. I like that he's, for some reason, he's all done up like um, Don Quixote for some reason, just because. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. the story just, like, just throwing stuff out there, even if it doesn't, like, make any sense, like, in-universe, but... Yeah. I think that his middle section is completely flat. Yeah, I know, like, exactly. There's no way he could time. be possibly alive still. Oh, Claudia Black... Who's Angelique? Oh, Claudia. Oh, Angelique. That's the sexy fox lady that Beans has issues with. The secretary for the. Oh yeah, the sexy fox lady. Uh, Claudia Black. She's um, she's one of the ladies from Uncharted, and she was in Farscape and stuff. Mm. And they actually got an actual Native American guy to play Wounded Bird, the crow guy. Which yeah, they were smart enough to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking through the cast right now, but like. No, no. Yeah, that's pretty... Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um... Seeing if there's anyone else crazy. Well, and also just even, like, there's, like, musical tributes to Raising Arizona, which, of course, that's gonna make me happy because the music doesn't... Oh, yeah, (laughs) when he's getting chased by the hawk in the town, I was like, oh, man, Bill's probably rubbing his nipples over this music. Uh, Speaking kind of like magical realism, weird shit going on in the American Southwest, that totally makes sense that Rango would do that, so... Yeah, I'm just kind of scared. I like that her name's is Beans just because her daddy really loved Beans. Oh, is that what they say? I never yeah. picked up on that. Yeah, and he totally did not fall drunk down a mine shaft <laughs> I do like that whole setup and everything, too. And, like, I thought the whole thing with her freezing was going to become a plot point, but no, it's just a character affectation. Yeah. Like, even at the end when she's actually, like, being threatened by everyone, she still doesn't, like, freeze. It's just, like... Also, the weird thing of, like, the whole movie gets resolved because... She swallows a bullet, and they do a Heimlich maneuver, and the bullet going through water after a Heimlich maneuver is enough to break the glass, and just, like... It's yeah. in just the right spot. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what they say in the story, too, and I'm like, okay, just roll with it. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. Also, all these animals have guns, and I'm watching it now. Like, speaking of the weird scale, of this movie can't decide like how things are scaled according to the animals. All these animals have like shotguns and stuff that mm -hmm. are scaled to them. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm watching the, the bit where Beans first meets uh, Rango and just like, yeah, no, it's but like it's like but that's not the point. It's not like the, this is not that kind of story we're supposed to be thinking too much about the. It's not like the Pixar thing where they're so worried about scale and being so visual. No, clever. I mean you're not going to be like, why does a snake have a mustache? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why does this? How does the snake get a gun tail? Like exactly. Yeah. that's not the point of the story. It's not that kind of story. Why does the hawk have a like a metal beak? It's, yeah, it's, what is, like not just like yeah, like someone like custom engraved I, that beak for that hawk. I want to know if that was a reference to that. Uh, what? It, whose western is it where that guy's got a silver nose? Oh God, what that's is that? yeah. Is, is that a? Uh, um, is that? Is that a Maverick guy? Uh, that might be. For some reason, I'm flashing back to the Star Trek Next Generation movie where the gangster on the holodeck with, or is that on the show? Where there's a gangster with a silver nose. Western movie, but, silver yeah. nose. And also just even Cat the fact by that you. Oh yeah? So, that looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Jane um, Fonda and Lee Marvin, apparently. God, was that from like mid-1970s, I guess? Um, uh, oh yeah, no, there's a- when 1965. First, when Rango first gets to town, there's a chicken with a ping pong ball in its hip. That ping ball ball. I'm just still thinking about scale stuff. Uh, but... Yeah, and also, if they're little animals, where do they all get all the little bottles from? Because is there, is there like a... Is there People like throw animal? shit out of their cars all the time, especially in the desert. Yeah. But it's little animal-scaled bottles, though. Which suggests mm. the somewhere out there is like they're making little bottles of animal whiskey and stuff. Um, also, like Also, the movie, like even the name of it, like there's a little bit of a... Tribute to Django, the, the old Italian spaghetti western, which I like because he walked around with a coffin with a giant minigun in it, which that's just a... Well, is this only the second western about. we've done? It is, right? What was the first western? Uh, uh, God, yeah. The, the remake of, of Yojimbo. Um, the, not the good No, one, we didn't do... The one, not the seven... <clears throat> not, not, not the Magnificent Seven. Magnificent seven. God, wait, let's see, what's, let's see. What's the name of that one? It's the first one where they got sued because they were so close to Sin uh, Yojimbo and they were like, oh, okay, we won't do it again. Uh, God. We should just have a list. The man of with no name? Or is that the character? Wait, did we do a fistful of dollars? Yeah, that's it. Wait, we did a fistful of dollars? See, okay, so I've been... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've been doing this podcast for five Hold on years, now. so maybe Hold we've on. forgotten. So we're we're coming up close on our 300th episode, and I've been thinking about things to do. And I'm going to play a fun game with Bill Mudrin, oh, where no. I'm going to come up with the name of a <laughs> bunch of movies and see if you can figure out which ones we've done and which ones we haven't done. We have not done A Fistful of Dollars, right? We haven't? I guess I we'll find out later. I guess I could swear we haven't, because that's the one, that's the one with the music box, right? Cause that's it's Lee Van Cleef, but they're not the same characters as they are in The Good and Bad and the Ugly. What the fuck am I talking about? Go, well, let's start your little game. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I, I think it was I thought this was leading knowledge. into a bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm still. I, was... I I swear on a stack of bio. I mean, if you want to find out, type in Tardy. Yeah, party. just type it in. Party party. Uh, fish called one. Oh, I was looking at fish called one because someone was wave raving about fish called one this week, and I was like, oh fuck you guys. 
Um, oh god, what was it? Somebody was complaining about how... Oh, uh, Die Hard got outgrossed by a fish called Wanda. And I was like, yeah, that's back when they made more than one kind of movie. Like, yeah. that's not, like, that amazing. Like, and... And I think that had you like. You I think it was the other way around. Or so, no. Die no. Hard, yeah, n no, yeah. Die Hard outgrows fish called Wanda, and like I'll never stop be mad about that. And you like the fuck? Fuck a fish called Wanda, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What was it? Tardy party. Fistful of dollars. Because that is Pretty fistful of dollars on. is the one that Biff is watching in Back to the Future too in the hot tub. Mm -hmm. Oh fuck! <laughs> what? <laughs> That's our 12th episode! Yeah! What?! I mean, it's no wonder what? you remember. We've been doing this for 30 years. Oh my god! <laughs> I would have begged hard money that we had never... Jesus H. Christ, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I that's why that's gonna be a fun well, game. Feels like, like, have we not done an actual other western? Well, I'm trying to think, think of so. any other westerns that I'd be I've dying to cover, and I don't know which ones I've been pushing for about? support your local sheriff for years. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Isn't that Don Knotts? No, it's uh, uh, Maverick. Um, oh, it is Maverick. Okay. James... No, wait, no, what's his name? Yeah, James, James Corden. Yeah, James Corden. <laughs> no. Don't... That, we joke about that now, and that'll be announced for HBO Plus next week, HBO Max next week. James Corden. Uh, James, uh, James Gardner, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and the guy with the eyeball. Wait, the not, guy the, from... not the not the little guy with the floaty eyeball, the big Western guy with the floaty eyeball. Oh, the guy who was in Cannonball Run too. Not the guy, not Marty Feldman, not the guy from Young Frankenstein, yeah. right? Correct. The other yeah. guy with the floaty. <laughs> the eyeball. other guy with the eyeball. Back in the '60s and '70s, where all you needed was a floaty eyeball, and you were a character actor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we've never talked about Back to the Future Three. I'm trying to think of any other westerns we would have talked about on the show. No, um... we did Back to the Future Three. <laughs> Did we do Back to the Future 3? Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Wait, do we have a search bar on our, on our website? No, we should. No, but... we do. It's at the bottom of the sidebar. Oh, do Back. we? Oh, okay. Because... No, wait. No. Wait, what? Huh? Did Back to the Future 3? We did that less than a year ago. <laughs> you know what, Bill? Uh, no, 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 Why did we talk about Back to the Future 3? Oh, so... it's 30th anniversary. So, <laughs> what I can't remember. Fuck? I can't remember what Halloween it was, but mm. you were like, "Here's my choices: Night of the Living Dead, uh, Return of the Living Dead, blah 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 blah." And I was, <laughs> you were like, "I'm gonna do Return of the Living Dead." It had to be like, Bill, <laughs> we did that, and you were like, Gosh, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> I read to be funny. I, I realized I missed a great opportunity just to let you do that and just reuse my exact same notes and see if you ever noticed. That would have been great. You could have just posted the hey, the post for that episode would have been just compare this episode to the last uh -huh. one recorded about the same movie. Bill never figured out. I feel like, or or I feel like about thirty minutes in, you'd be like, wait a second, Did we do this before. This, what? I think it feels like we've had a conversation about this before. <laughs> oh God, how the hell did we do Back to the Future Three? I forgot because it's been a year since I pretty much. Broke off the rule about not doing things we've already talked about, so I forgot within the last year we've done our fair share of things I've seen a million times before. But yeah, that was a year ago. Jesus Christ, I can see that was like the start of the podcast because at least when we did for uh, Fistful of Dollars, that was only our twelfth episode. But Jesus Christ, oh. <laughs> fuck. I'm glad you liked Rango. No, Rango is pretty goddamn. Like I said, like I don't like you're the only person I've ever really heard go to bat for this movie too. 
So, mm. I mean, at least I like the fact that it, like, made money. Which I'm kind of astonished that it made money because it's such an aggressively ugly movie. I mean, not, not as ugly, but you know what I mean. Like, it's aggressively not trying to be, like, Pixar. Which I'm yeah. always, I will go to bat for any movie that's not just, there's just, that's all you need to do is not just, don't ape Pixar, just do your own thing. Even if it's an ugly thing. Like, that's oh. always appreciated. Yeah, this and movie's so, like the anti-Pixar, where they like make it as ugly as possible. Well, that's why, even although even with the, in terms of the story, they're not afraid to kind of like take weird, just just random tangents and stuff too. Because Pixar, even their story stuff, even the, in their bad movies, I feel like will like Pixar hone down the story. Mo- that's yeah. Every Pixar pitch movie starts with "How can we make them cry." And That's, then they make you know a story what? from there. Yeah, I, I mean, as much as I do enjoy some Pixar Like, they movies, tried so hard to make people cry in that Soul. That is the driving ambition of every fucking about Pixar. Soul. I think... I, I said it on Twitter, but I, I at this point in my life, I feel like Pixar only exists at this point to trick kids into liking jazz music. <laughs> There's no I'm trying other to think, reason. Is there a Pixar movie that... The entire genesis genesis of its story isn't just to try to manipulate you into crying, and I'm trying to think of any. Because I was, it's funny because I was about to suggest Up, forgetting mm. that the whole first ten minutes <laughs> is the perfect I case mean, scenario. The Incredibles that, doesn't really have a cry. Mm, you know what? Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Incredibles. I mean, I guess the original Toy Story was more just like, hey, let's tell, let's tell a story about toys. It's not like they put, try to put the, the toys into the Holocaust. Like maybe that was the, all leading up, leading up to three, where they're like, you're yeah, well, even two eyes has out. like the centerpiece of two is still uh, the Jesse fucking Jesse's, yeah, that thing. Yeah. Maybe Bugs. I have not seen a Bugs Life in forever, so who knows? Bugs Life but, yeah. doesn't have any. Sad but it seems like as soon as Pixar hit it big, they decided their magic formula is like, yeah, look, in order, like our magic formula has to be to want to make people cry. I guess maybe Ratatouille. Because, like, Ratatouille guess, doesn't yeah. have... I mean, there's sad stuff in there, but it's not, like... the whole, There's no scene in there where it's, like, specifically genetically engineered to make you cry. And, like, like yeah, like, well, it's good, good. Yeah, win the Oscar. I guess this is also... <laughs> Ranko's the last... Until, uh... Until Into the Spider-Verse won Best Animated Picture, like, two years ago. I think this is, like, the first non-Pixar, non-Disney feature to win Best Animated Feature at the Oscars since like 1995 mm-hmm. i was like yeah jesus which is funny because i was like what, what was the other what were the other movies released that year like did rango beat out a pixar movie and like no that i guess 2011 just happened to be a year where disney or pixar did not put out anything and so the other huh. best feature animation movie nominations were like shit i had never even heard of oh. it was like tinkle's adventure stinky oh, popo and I was Dinky like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, wow, Rango really lucked out in that department that year. Jesus Christ. And now, these messages. Welcome, amigo, to the land without end. The desert and death are the closest of friends. We sing of his courage in the magnificent song. But pay close attention, he won't be here long. Don't move. What? Don't move! Not moving! Shh! Not moving! Try to blend in. What? Blend in? What, what, What do you mean? Blend in. Huh? But what, what are you saying? Oh, 
Too late. No, no, it's not too late. I, I, I'm better. I'm a better. Ah. Hey, hey, calm down. What are you doing? Tranquilo. Stop moving. Try not to look conspicuous. Here she comes! You better run, Mojito! What? I thought you said don't move! That was before! Now, you run! Ah! Here in the Mojave Desert, <laughs> animals have had millions of years to adapt <laughs> to the harsh environment. But the lizard? <clears throat> He's going to die. You're a stranger. Strangers don't last long here. We now return to Kissy Yeah, that's a bummer that this team didn't get to make more. That's a damn like shame. Yeah. Especially because, like, you know, this is the one chance for, like, any kind of self-expression because Industrial Light and Magic by default, at least even other animation studios, they kind of get to make whatever they want. Whereas, anim like, you know, Industrial Light and Magic by default is just stuck just, like, making everyone else's ideas. And so it's funny that the one time they got to make something of their own, it actually turned out to be pretty good. But then they got sold to the House of Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Monkey pants. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think of anything I mean, else it's, really... it's, it's a movie where Johnny Depp stars and you don't want to eat your own face off. Man, like, like Army Hammer. That's a statement. Yeah. <laughs> Army Hammer all throughout that movie is trying to eat, eat Johnny Depp's butt. Oh, She's, God. In that movie, he's just trying to find that fabled, uh, rumored Native American tribe that are cannibals, but it, they're just made up lie by the white man. God, did you ever see, speaking of westerns and cannibalism, was it Ravenous? Have you ever seen that? No. And that's a western... I don't even know if it's like a real western, even though it takes place during the Civil War, and I think it's about a bunch of... Civil War soldiers get stuck out west. Uh, they end up eating each other to survive, I think. But then they find out that like eating other people gives you the like lets you. Oh. It lets you burp. That's <laughs> if you eat too I'm fast. I'm reenacting that's all one of the scenes from Ravenous. Yeah. Uh -huh. They they eat Harry Dean Stanton, and they're like blop. Um, mm -hmm. No, but like. It's, it's weird because it's a superhero cannibal western movie because these guys figure out that, like, if you eat someone, you inherit, like, their strength and, and skills. Hmm. And so if I were to eat you, I wouldn't, like, my strength would be doubled because I would inherit your physical strength and also then learn how to dance. Oh. And then, like, so if you eat a whole bunch of people, you get all the, you become, like, super strong and, like, now you know how to fix cars and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering, but that's what I remember it being about. But um, I guess I could do that for the podcast, considering that like I don't really remember anything about that other than what I'm misremembering now. So it's like with Bill Mudd. <laughs> if speak... you ate somebody else, you just remember something. <laughs> if people eat you, they just forget everything. <laughs> exactly. They're like, did I did I eat a fat man last week? I don't remember that. I don't recall. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm scanning through the movie now to see if there's anything like, uh, <laughs> like, it kind of exemplifies this movie in a nutshell. And they're in, 
this movie's like okay with going off on weird tangents just for the sake of it. Like when they're going to figure out the mystery of what's going on with the water, uh -huh. um, they go underground and they're looking at the pipes, and for some reason they walk past a giant eye. Yeah. That is like thirty feet tall. Like even like. Not like it actually is like because like the animals are like microscopic compared to the giant eye. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is that even supposed to be? Because it's not like I don't know. Like cause somebody so somebody says like that's a big one and keep yeah. Walking. Um, just even dumb jokes were like, let's ride out. We have to save so and so, and then they're like, wait, where are we going? What what are we doing? And then they have to stop and they come back. That yeah. was cute. Like yeah. just dumb jokes. <laughs> it's just the stupidest jokes. Yeah, there's not any one particular scene in this movie where you can go, that's, that's a really great scene. It's just solid all the way through. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm kind of scanning through it now. It's Yeah, it's, it's just more the, the temperament of the movie is just really chill and laid back. And, like, oh, they have a goddamn character who's a chicken with an arrow through its face. Yeah. And that's not just a one-off gag. That chicken is, like, wearing, there throughout the whole movie. Wearing, yeah. wearing Civil War clothes. I'm watching it now. Yeah, he's dressed like, yeah, like a... Who was Gray? Was Gray Confederate? So he, so he's like a racist chicken with an arrow through his face. <laughs> Maybe that's why he got the arrow through his face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It just. What a dumb yeah, I, 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 I'd like more people to watch this movie. It's fun. Yeah, I'm officially gonna become a Rango proselytizer. Um. Yeah. Buy all the hottest Rango toys. Where Rango toys? I would assume they. I mean. I don't know. It's one of those things where I, I do like because it's thing. only a PG movie. Yeah, which they actually had a, it had a video game come out for it. I'm kind of surprised actually with all the shooting and stuff in this movie and like gags like with a character through an arrow with it, it, through its face. I'm surprised it didn't get PG-13. Mm. Although it's big Hollywood stuff, I'm sure they could have applied. Been like it's not that bad because I know I know there's all kinds of cases of. So the one thing that digs confused me. Mm -hmm. The big thing that le lets Rango figure out what's going on is, like, muddy boots and muddy footprints. Yeah. But, like, we see that the mayor can't walk. So I guess it's just his henchmen doing stuff? Probably, yeah. That's the one thing I was kind of like... It's it's weird that they would make a smoking gun in this movie that lets the main character figure out stuff is boots. <laughs> muddy boots. When the main villain can't walk... Oh, yeah. It's it's not the end of the world, really. but again, it's not that kind of movie where he's, like it's it's okay. kind of cinema sense proof because it's not trying to be that kind of ironclad like movie yet. Way, so. Yeah. But yeah, even the end credits are cute. And um, hey, you you'll be hey, Bill. It looks like there's an art and making of the movie, so I might have to check that out. Man, I I wish you could buy digital version of that stuff. A, it's always cheaper. Yeah. B, takes up less less space on your shelves, and C, those books. You could read them in five minutes and then yep. you just never read them again because it's like, okay, that's like. Oh, yeah. If only there was some sort of giant house where you could borrow the books. That's a good them. point. Shut up. Shut your face. Ah, oh, for free. I hate your face. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, man. How are libraries doing after COVID? I think they're still fun. My sister was Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's, it's not like they make money based on the number of people coming through the doors, huh? I mean, they are yeah. government-funded. I mean, there so was that like point where Republicans stuff. were like, hey, do we need libraries? And everybody was like, the, yeah, we do. One of the few things like, oh, people okay. were like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, the libraries are actually... It's not just like, okay, like, 
it's not they they provide a service beyond giving homeless people a place to poop. Um, yeah. We did a fistful of dollars. That like <laughs> legitimately alarms me because I would have bet good money. Yeah. What to do? So what else has been going on? What else? I don't know. I've been playing Metopia because my son wanted me to play it, so I played it, and then he lost all interest in it. So I was just like, whatever. <laughs> did you buy Metopia? Yeah. Oh no! So it's like it's fifty dollars down the drain. Yeah. Nah. Did no, he play a decent amount of it? Did he get like at least like a week's worth of entertainment out of it? Yeah. Also, he's he's still little though, so it makes sense he would. Yeah. yeah he's not had, really. I, then I had you know Bobby Hill and uh, Carl from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force fighting over the hand of Princess Garfield, so it's, <laughs> it was worth it. Where are you getting the mies for that? Uh, I found somebody who has a bunch of really fancy ones. Oh, okay, so they're still online. Them. Well, that's yeah. the thing, all those games, because isn't Metopia like a just larger version of like the Street Pass game? Yeah, and you can add like makeup <laughs> to the faces now. And, okay. Well, and that, that's the thing. Make the fanciest fucking Miis. <laughs> the Miis for those 3DS games, they drew from Miiverse. Yeah. Or at least your friends, and like without Miiverse yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore, like how the hell. I mean, of course, you could always make your own Miis. But yeah, yeah like. Man, I kind of miss when Nintendo tried to have their own video games. The, the Miiverse was, like, like I didn't care too much about the Miis, but just, like, what was... Did you have a Wii U? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, what was the thing where you could post notes to and stuff? Yeah, the Miiverse. Was that all part of the Miiverse? Yeah, that stuff yeah. was... Especially with the Switch, the fact that you can draw on the Switch, it still blows my mind that they never tried to bring that back or anything like that. Although, yeah. I guess because people could write rude notes and stuff... Oh, you, uh, we sent each other plenty of penises. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Because I remember there was a, like, swap note on the 3DS. They shut mm. that down because they figured out people could drop penises and send them <laughs> to each other. And st hey. Instead of, like, trying to curb that, they just shut the whole thing down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was just browsing through the images on Google Image for this, the art book of this, and I remembered I did not like, and I don't think I was supposed to, I did not like... The lizard lady in the town with the giant cans. That was that upsetting. The upsetting to look at. Yeah, there's like a big titty lizard frog lady. <laughs> I must have missed that. I was oh sleeping. man, I don't know how you missed it. I was answering my email while uh, yeah, I'm just googling the art of book now too. And like again, like I appreciate like even the main character design of Rango. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that it's a character who doesn't. I mean. Technically, he does have two giant eyebrows, you know, because he has those, like, lizard eye ridges. Yeah. But they don't really use those as eyebrows. His eyebrows, I, like, I love they embrace the fact that, like, because most, again, if this were Pixar, and if, you had a, if they were forced to tell the same story, uh, that you could totally imagine what Rango's character design would have looked like, where he would have had big, two big white ping pong eyes with, like, little black pupils. But I love this, they still keep the fact that, like, he's got the, like, iguana skin over his eyeballs. And so whenever he emotes, though, his quote-unquote eyebrows that make the emotions are the little holes in his eyes where his pupils shine through. So it's like, technically, it would be difficult to show emotion on that character, because, like, the things that, like, you know, the eyebrows are supposed to be the big thing that shows emotion are, like, the tiniest little parts of his face. But <clears throat> they do such a good job. And of course, the voice acting with Johnny Depp is good, but like the physicality of the character, like they just do such a good job of like <sighs> of illustrating the character's emotions th through body language and stuff. Like you know, it's not just all about the eyes, which I thought was like really. And like they really stick with the fact that his eyes aren't are rarely ever focused on the same thing at the same time. Like even mm. when he turns his head, 
like his eyes tend to turn separately and stuff. So they 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 keep throughout the film they keep embracing the inherent weirdness of that character being a chameleon. And I like even the gag, like because you think oh, he's a chameleon, so that's gonna be a gag in the movie. Like that's gonna be like a thing he gets to use a lot. And it's only used once when he's being chased by the hawk and he tries to hide inside a box of candy. Yeah. Where he like adopts like the the, the what the striping of the interior of the candy box, and it's, it doesn't work. The hawk still sees him and still yeah. attacks him. Which I that I like the fact that they don't even try to make a meal out of that one, the one trait of that animal species that he is. They they don't even try to embrace that. I thought was actually kind of you know that is clever. They yeah. know what they're doing. I said in you that character <laughs> design of that horrible. I must have creature. missed this. <laughs> Just she's in the movie. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I did not notice anything with tits in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Another reason to watch it again. Wow. Rah! Also, I have to say it, it's an animal talking animal movie that seems to be seems to be going out of its way to dare furries to try to sexualize it. He's like <laughs> yeah, everything you don't is so really see that much of that, aggressively huh? disgusting in this movie. Like, yeah, I guess maybe except for He has a sexy belly fox. button. They gave yeah. him a belly button. Why is he got a cute belly button? Because it's a cartoon, not because it's lizards don't sense. have belly buttons, <laughs> but he got a belly button. God, I love his crooked neck. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, which I wonder if that's kind of a tribute to the fear and lo- loathing Las Vegas thing. Because, like, on the like on the poster, on the il- illustrations for Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the main character always has that crooked neck, and that they seem to kind of bake that into into Rango's character design. And yeah, should I so. watch that? Fear and Loathing Lost, the, the live-action adaptation yeah. with yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Are you asking if we've talked about it on the podcast? No, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. It's not very good. Okay. Yeah, is the... the um... You can argue the book itself is... I mean, the book itself is just a rambling, incoherent, just diatribe. Is the Bill Murray one better? I've seen excerpts. I don't think I like any version. Because, like, I've read the book, I've seen the two adaptations, and none of it, like... Do it, people just hold that dude up on too high of a pedestal? I think... You know the thing... The most interesting thing about Fear and Loathing Las Vegas is the Ralph Steadman illustrations. Mm. I wonder if it wasn't for those illustrations if people would even really care about that that much. Because the illustrations are just so, so fucked up disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the most remarkable stuff. I mean, it's, it's not like... What's-His-Face is you know, did a whole bunch of writing outside of Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, but in terms of that specific piece of art, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Eh, fair enough. I mean, the movie has, you get to see Bill Murray in, like, a fishing hat and a cigarette holder, which that's kind of funny, but it's not, like, entertaining. Seeing Bill Murray in a movie where he's, like, dedicated to playing someone else's character, it's not what you want to go see a Bill Murray movie for. Like, yeah. Meatballs 4 is better than... <laughs> Ooh. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oof do oof do indeed. God. This is the episode where we try to figure out what we're doing for our 300th episode. Spectacular in a month. Ideas, I think. Like I said, the the pop quiz where I ask you things. That's gonna be a good pop quiz. That could be the whole episode. We may or may not have seen. Because like what we how was that I was about to ask. Even though I just said that's gonna be our 300th episode spectacular, I was about to ask how many episodes we've done. (laughs) God. Yeah. No wonder I'm running out of stuff to talk about. Considering it's been. Each of us has done 150 projects by now. Yeah. Granted, half of your stuff has now been Disney stuff, but yeah. Although, speaking of which, what's our next Disney project? Is it going to be Sleeping Beauty? 
Oh no, we talked oh. about this. It's gonna be we we have this conversation. I every week started on the to now. watch Davy Crockett. Crockett. <laughs> oh my gosh, is it's that a bad? parody? It's like a parody, but it exists. <laughs> Which, that could be good, right? Because it's an all-white American male 1950s. Like, dun, dun, ba, dun, ba, ba, dun, ba, he burn. talks like Boomhauer. <laughs> Make it sound like good. You're, you're making all, it sound man, like better all the time. Don't interrupt. He just going to interrupt me. I was trying to smile. So that bear. And you going to interrupt me, man. Good, good, I'm, I'm good, good. So I finished him off with Crockett. my knife. And it's like, why is he talking like that? What, which one did you Did you watch uh, Start with uh, River Pirates? Whatever the first one is, it's the, the next blue one. one. Yeah. It's the River Pirates on Disney Plus. I'm, I'm looking it up. But yeah, let's see. It's only. Oh no! Of course, the first thing it's the 10 second long. We're sorry for being racist. <laughs> yeah, because it and it starts with a thanks to the Cherokee Nation. I'm like, oh, I bet they weren't happy about whatever they're gonna do. <laughs> God, oh no, no. So I didn't make Stories it very far before I had to stop. Disney.com. But... Yeah. 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 So yeah, that'll be the. Is that? So wait. Is Rango this week or next week? <laughs> I feel like we're in that part in Spaceballs where we're like, what's then? Then is then. Soon. Now is now. There is past there. What you should you, do Spaceballs. I haven't seen it in like Let's put it this way. It's going to be really weird if this episode is not Rango. <laughs> this week is not Rango. No, this week is not Rango because... Well, I mean, just, we're talking... Okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Because the last is... episode that went up is Space Raiders. So our no, next No, I was about to episode... say, if, we ha- if we're stepping out of the, uh, uh, the podcast... As we're recording this, it is Sunday, 11.02 a.m. on, what's today's date? May 30th? Yes. 2021. Mm-hmm. As of right now, the, the next episode that goes live is... Lady in the Tramp? Yes. Because we just did Space Raiders. So in this, yeah, okay, so then Rango goes up after Lady in the Tramp. Yes. And then whatever, yeah, so it would be, yeah, Rango, <sighs> Lady in the Tramp, Rango, <laughs> well, wait, yeah. No, fuck! I just fucked myself. <laughs> Space Raiders, Lady in the Tramp, Rango, okay. and then Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. We're going to have fun hard. making fun of it, because it's even the thir- first five minutes that I watched was This takes place in 1810? I guess. Yeah. You know what? If you fire it up now, we could just kill it off. <laughs> we just finish off the Rango episode by talking about Davy Crockett. We can just get over the speed bump. Because I got to fire yeah. it up right now. We should do a live commentary. Oh, is that uh, that's not Jed from uh, Beverly Hillbillies, is it? I Looks like know. it. Maybe. Buddy Epson? That looks like Buddy know. Epson. Okay. I like Buddy Epson. Mm. Does, it, does it tell me who's in it? Let's see if I go to the details. Let's see. Yeah, that's Buddy Epson. Okay. Um. Okay. Not that, which is funny, because I don't even actually even mean to talk about next week, because what else we can talk about? I, so you still don't have an Xbox, right? Correct. I tried to get one on Amazon, because you sent me a nice link, and it's like, hey, we can't deliver this to you. Which I guess and that I went, was a problem. Yeah, because... I went to Wario64, and everybody in the comments was like, well, I can't get delivered anywhere. I wonder if they actually sold, or if that was a mistake, and like, they didn't actually end up selling any Xbox uh, Series know. X's. Because you're, you're trying to get the Series the high-end one, the Series X, yeah. right? I've had I've had a couple opportunities to get the lower one, but you run out of space so fast. Yeah. The, Which it's not even a gig. Is Series is the lower end one still supposed to be better than the Xbox, the current Xbox? Uh, slightly. Because I thought maybe it's only supposed to be the same, but just like extra. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the the only reason I ask is because are you uh, have you subscribed to Game Pass? 
Not yet. I, don't, uh, I, I never. Did that. I, yeah, my Xbox only gets turned on for like watching shit. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I was exactly the same way until until I started <laughs> the Game Pass. And the one of the free games, one of the new free games on there is Rackfest, which I guess is also on, on PlayStation uh, Plus. Hmm. And that's actually a really good game. It's I don't want to overtalk it because it's totally like. You can tell it was made by three people for five dollars. Yeah. But yeah, the crashes and shit in that game were fucking wild. I'm trying to beat it by the end of the day so I can play something else. But yeah, it's it's actually kind of nice. I've been playing that and was it uh, Streets of Rage Four and River City Girls and it's actually kind of nice to have a system where you could just like like dabble in games without worrying to buy all these games. I was contemplating buying on the Switch or something like that, but now I don't have to worry about because I can just get them free on the Xbox. Oh yeah, freaking because like E3 happens in a week or two. Hopefully they'll announce a release date for the uh, Flight Simulator on the Xbox. That's that's really the only reason I bought an Xbox right now, which is so I can play Flight Simulator. Supposedly it's supposed to be coming out sometime. I should just sell an entire hard drive with that thing on there. Oh god, yeah. I did say I guess the PC version of Flight Simulator is like 150 gigs. I guess they did announce the whatever console version that they're going to be finally unveiling sooner than later is only only going to be 80 gigs. Which that's it also does a lot of streaming, though, so yeah. if you have, like, a limit... I, mean, I forgot about that, because so much of that is tied into, like, essentially, like, reading from Google Earth or whatever the hell, yeah. Um, and I still love the fact that... Did we ever talk about that on the podcast, how you... Like, I watched you play Flight Simulator for a whole afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And you're flying over Tokyo and stuff like that. That was really cool. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Flew over Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm still trucking through Animal Crossing. Yeah. Almost forgot to fire it up yesterday. It got it's to be like 10:30 at night on a Saturday night, and I was like, "Oh shit, I need to fire that up." Yeah, I have stopped. I, um, this week, I stopped digging up the sparkling spots. I was just like, "Fucking, I don't need to plant a tree every day." My tree, my island is covered with with many trees. I have originally. I hacked I, down one and plant a new one. And it's fine, yeah, bro. I. Well, originally I was using money trees as the entryway to my into my main square on my island, because mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough that my airport is right beneath the main square and it's kind of centrally. It's perfectly located in the middle of my island, so it's a great thing like where people can just step right off the airplane and there's like a little pathway to the main square. So I was laying in that with money trees, and then because I was having people come in and pillage my free bin, mm-hmm. uh, people, <laughs> I guess a couple people didn't realize that the money trees don't grow back, so they were stealing all the money off my money tree, so it was growing extra Or they might have just been jerks. Or they could have been jerks, too. I would like to assume they just didn't know better. So I was growing extra money trees, and now I have, like, 18 bazillion money trees, because it's been a while since I've had anyone come to my village. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like they're going to be announcing the Super Switch sometime this this in the next week or two. (laughs) Sounds like it could be literally any day, because it sounds like the... The thing that leaked is that they're trying to get the news of that out before E3, which, again, because we're recording this right at the end of May, start of June, I think E3 should be just within a week or two. Yeah, who cares? But not that it matters, especially because there's no real E3. It's just going to be a collection of just the companies reporting their shit online. It's just going to be a bunch of Nintendo Directs, essentially, yeah. I, I'm yeah. curious to see, because I love, I have played a bizarre amount of my Switch. And I would be very curious to see what the next Switch is. I, not, I'm not, all I need is a Switch that's 
that can run Animal Crossing and Breath of the Wild better. That's all I care about. It doesn't even need any new features or anything like that. Um. Yeah, I'll spend. Um, did you play watch Resident anything Evil? lately? Besides, uh, you're starting a very boring movie. Oh God, that Chunking Express. That's that's. I know the... you've been talking about that one for a while. You kept. Yeah, well, that's always like again. Yeah, that, that's kind of the top of my list of all this fancy stuff that that's gonna make Daniel kill me. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to double make sure I go like to preview some of that stuff before I suggest it on the podcast. Because like I said, like I'm I'm pretty much out of every other like flight light and fluffy that's... suggestion of mine. So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, um... That's what I try to do with the Disney stuff. That's why we didn't do, like, the space one, because I watched it and it was like, oh, oh so... Oh, we skipped over the st- space one. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it was. Oh. It was It was so dry and... Yeah, which, just... yeah. Here's oh. where... And, and we could be exploring Mars in the next 20 years. <laughs> Here's what it would Made be 19, like Made 1955, like, yeah. by the year 1973, we would be on Mars. Yeah. We'll be able to, to get trees and shit on the moon in no time. I've watched... I'm slowly making my way through Cruella. I've oh. watched that in like 15 minute chunks. Man, Twitter blew up on that! <laughs> Man, that's one of those things where people are just like tweeting to be outraged. Where it's like... Yeah, she's like, what did you expect? Of course the Dalmatians killed her mom. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the whole... Did any of you guys motherfuckers see Solo? I'm surprised oh, that, like, Jabba man. the Hutt didn't kill, like, Han Solo's parents or something in that thing or whatever, so. Um. It's almost like Disney's live-action stuff isn't that great. Actually, I'm kind of liking Cruella, though. That's It's really slow. You know mm. what? And I know everyone's saying it's just a rip-off of... What's the movie with the girls? It'll be it'll be interesting when we finally do get to 100 on all Dalmatians if it changes your... your yeah, actually, that's a good that point, yeah. I'll be super bummed if she's not, like... Young and hot. If she Krillin, sound like she's Cruella Deville is known for, for being years. young and attractive, right? That's the whole yeah, point yeah, of the character yeah, yeah. in the cartoon. She's not, yeah, she's not a skeleton with flesh thrown on top at all. There is a part like, in, I mean, they even show that in the Cruella trailers where she's driving her car because in the movie she's got her car. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got the, like the roadster, right? Yeah. Um, they actually replicate the one of the shots from the movie from One Hundred One Dalmatians where. They had to use, like, a model roadster so they could draw it in proportion correctly. They actually kind of replicate a little bit of that in the live-action remake. Uh, but there's a, <laughs> there's one great shot where she's driving the roadster, and she's all hunched over. It's Emma Stone trying to do, like, the old impression of the old Cruella DeVille, like, all hunched over and her arms all spangly and stuff like that. I just thought well, that was kind of funny. But, no, actually... Who um, was it in the live-action 101 Dalmatian? Was it Glenn Close? Yeah, I had to think about that because, like, so she, I, so Emma Stone grew into Glenn Close. I'm assuming wow. that shit is no uh, longer. She did can. have a, she did have yeah, some rough years I, there, so huh? Is you've you've seen 101 Dalmatians, right? Do you remember anything yeah. about it? Yeah. I've, I mean, I saw that when I was six, and I don't remember anything other than the fucking it's boring as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, people love to they they want to bang the dad from 101 Dalmatians. So I remember the the people dad, not the dog dad. Cause this don't is the puppies. It's 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 like a boy dog and a girl dog have like 18,000 puppies, right? That's the whole point. No, that no, they have they have like 16 or something. It's like Pingo and Pongo, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think. They, because isn't the, the the human lady named Anita? 
Darling yes. or something like that. Yeah. That character shows up. She like turns out like not only did fucking Cruella's mom get killed by Dalmatians, but I guess also Cruella grew up. Like this is I mean obviously this is supposed to be a prequel to like they're eventually just gonna make a live action another remake of 101 Dalmatians. But now Anita, the live human being, it turns out she was an old schoolmate of Cruella's back when they were little kids. And so it's like everyone's already known each other. It's like how the Star is that Wars possible? Because she's eight hundred like, years old and looking all Mr. Burns like. That's the thing. So presumably, because I was like at the start of the movie, it's t turns out the movie takes place in like eight, in, like nineteen sixty four. I was like, okay, well that makes sense because if it, like that's like fifty years ago, and if they want to do a live action remake that takes place today, Corolla would be like eighty years old and like I'm not guess maybe recast. Maybe it's no longer Emma Stone. Yeah, no, but it turns out Cruella's like the same age as the characters, as the main character. So I guess they do a live-action remake. It's just going to be sexy, young... Ah, that's just, that makes no sense. Although, I did think it was funny, because they just came out with the casting news. I guess... you ever read the, the Sandman comic book? The, the one? Yes, the one. <laughs> the one. Well, it's one comic book. The one book, Sandman. There's yeah. a whole bunch of issues. <laughs> they announced this week uh, casting. I guess they're doing a live-action TV show or movie. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But they announced that a black lady is playing Death, which is a big deal because, especially as long as I've been alive, the fucking, all the Gen X nerdy dudes were always like, yeah, they gotta get one older rider to play Death. Because death, death in the Sandman stuff, it's always like a little white pixie girl with like, you know, short hair and stuff like that. No, they I don't agree with that at all. Why? What? No. She is not, no. She's not right for that role. What, Winona Ryder? Who would you yeah. pick? Yeah. I don't know, but not her. <laughs> well, I mean, you wouldn't pick her now, too, because she's like 50 Just years old. Just because she was emo in, in Tim Burton movies doesn't mean she's death. Well, just because she was, like, known to be, like, that was kind of the default art crush pixie girl everyone had a crush on when Sandman was still new. That's yeah. what, I mean, uh, the terrible thing is... Winona Ryder's not a good actress. You find a better actress who could just... You, you make her up to look like Winona Ryder, but you don't get Winona hey, Ryder. Hey, Even back in 1995. She is not the worst actor in Dracula. So, That's are. true. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't know. They're kind of jockeying for the lead position on that one. Like, those mm. scenes where they're together, they are trying to, like... Hello there. Timothy Hawker. Hello there. We're <laughs> <laughs> most for Dracula. <laughs> Done Bram Stoker's Dracula on the podcast? No, it's something that probably we should at some point. But, <laughs> I yeah. love that movie and it's terrible. It's great. It's just the horror version of Toys. Oh my god. So, yeah, they announced uh, the only reason I bring up the Sandman thing. I guess the lady in this live action Emma Stone Mom is Killed by Dalmatians movie. The lady who is playing the human mom of the 101 Dalmatians is the black lady they've just announced will play Death in the Sandman TV show for HBO Max, I guess. What the fuck? It's a whole big... It's a... Army Hammer Eats People. <laughs> Can yeah. we just title this episode? Not even Rango. Subtitles. Army Hammer Eats People. Army Hammer Eat People. Jesus Christ. I didn't, I, there was something about how, like, I think Amber Heard had dated Army Hammer, and it's like, she has poured, between that and Johnny Depp, oh, like, I what should, is yeah, wrong with her say, when my, I, my wife asked what we were doing this week, and I told her, she was like, are you gonna talk about what a piece of shit Johnny Depp is? And I was kind of like, I guess it's assumed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody kind of knows that 
I mean, his name's Johnny Depp, so... It's just also... I mean, the funny thing is, it's still... Is he a piece of shit? I mean, he's just like this lush dude. I don't know. It's it, There's been so many conflicting things. It, like, know. you know what? You know what the... The only way to win is not to play the game and just not have an opinion about Johnny Depp. No yeah. one needs to have a hot take about no. this mediumly talented actor who has somehow become a billionaire because he lucked into the Pirates movies, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Speaking of, like, yeah, washed-up 90s people who can't act, like, yeah, then you got Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder and Edward Scissorhands. It comes full circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Hakuna Matata, circle Hakuna of life. Hakuna Maturtle, yeah. Hakuna yeah. Maturtle. What the Maturtle. fuck am I talking about? I but, yeah, know. I'm trying to think of yeah, anything else I've watched recently. No, yeah, it's nothing. Fine. I started watching Buster Scruggs mm -hmm. on Netflix. Which is funny, because that also involves Steven Root playing a hick. That seems okay. Have you been watching anything? Doing anything? You got Lego minifigures! Oh, yeah, they had... You Looney got Tunes. the one good Looney Tunes Lego! You won the well, Lego with Looney Tunes minifigure contest! Yeah, we went to Target, uh, and they just happened to have some Looney Tunes blind bags at the checkout line, so I just grabbed five, and the first one that I opened had Daffy Duck in it, so I was like, what the fuck do I need to open the rest for? And it's not even Daffy Duck, but it's Daffy Duck rot rabbit season, right? Yeah. That's like the perfect Daffy Duck. Yeah. I did peek in the side of the others, just because if I got a double, I wasn't gonna... It, that's disappointing for John, and he's always yeah. like, let's open another instead. Uh, and I only got one double. I got uh, two Bugs Bunnies, so you can have one of the Bugs Bunnies. Uh, okay. but Bugs Bunny, Marvin the Martian, and Roadrunner. What kind of props do they come with? I'm assuming they all come pro with props if Daffy Duck comes with the duck season. Rabbit yeah, season. Yeah, I think Sign. Marvin's got a his blaster. Okay. Daffy Duck. Sylvester's got a mallet, I think. Not. Oh, I guess maybe they wouldn't give him a gun, huh? Oh, no, yeah. Sylvester. I'm thinking of... Uh, Elmer. I'm no, I'm thinking of uh, not Ruby Yosemite Roundhouse. Sam. Yosemite Sam, yeah. Why am I thinking of Ruby Roundhouse? I have no idea. What the fuck is a Ruby Roundhouse? I don't anyway. Know. And I'm, uh, kinda, I'm just assuming Bugs Bunny comes with a carrot. Yeah, you remember. would think so, yeah. Wait, how do you check to see... I cut open how the do you bags check to and see looked you inside. You open the bags? I cut them open and looked inside. Because it's not like he can cut them open. I'm not going to give him scissors. You're talking about after you bought them, right? Not in the store? Correct, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say you're turned into a fucking madman. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Why well, not? Cut him open at the store, targets employees, and I'm like, can I help you? And you're like, no! <laughs> I, know, I know, like, on 4chan and, 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 and the LEGO subreddit and stuff, whenever there's a new wave, people will come out with, like, their guides about, like, how to feel the bags. Yeah. To decide which one you're going to get, and I don't know if you were, like, following that stuff. No. Or anything like that, no. So. Yeah. What, so nope. what's coming out? What are they coming out with? The, they've got lo Oh, it's Space Jam, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, what sets, what like Looney Tune sets are they coming out with that would justify a wave of Looney Tune? But yeah. Yeah, there was some other Space Jam shit that we saw at the stores. You like Teen Titans Go, right? It's fine. Did you see that they're coming out with Teen Titans Go sees Space Jam? I guess it's, they're just going to mystery science sure, theater through the 3,000 their way through. Like, it's literally just going to be a, like a TV movie where they're just watching Space Jam. Which, that is a, a, the laziest tie-in you could possibly do, 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 and is also a fucking stroke of genius. Uh, I fucking love that goddamn cartoon. Mm, it's pretty Brett's. good. 
yeah. Um, I I have not paid for like streaming cable in two years, so it could have gotten that declined in quality since then. But it's killing me because I'm missing my new episodes of Cake Boss. I love hate watching that show because it's the worst show on television. But it's, it's oh, so I awful. love those stupid cake shows because you see photos online of people making cakes and you're like, wow, that doesn't look like a cake at all. And then Cake Boss is over here making a fucking shitty looking cake that looks like garbage. That's why I love. And he's so like, much. I'm the Cake Boss. And you're like, I'm, that cake, that cake I'm looks like a toddler boss. made it. I just, yeah, I love, I love. I mean, I'm sure I've gone off on the show, but I just love Cake Boss because he's. He is so terrible at his one job. I'm sure the cakes he make taste fine, but like they picked absolutely the wrong person to be that guy who's like, I'm gonna create a space shuttle cake. And the space shuttle he makes is the most like lopsided made by a child bullshit imaginable. It's fucking delicious. It's great. I love watching that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's totally way in over his head. And he's, that show's been going on for like 12 years now too. So. Yeah. God. I guess, yeah, I guess the, inter- the 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 TV machine just needs stuff. I'm trying to think of anything else I've seen recently. Mostly, <clears throat> mostly still just watching Twitch and YouTube stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I love that 24 hours before we record, usually mm-hmm. on Saturday, uh, Sunday mornings, usually at least you and I for a little bit are interacting with Chappie on mm. Twitch as she streams her retro games. Because I'll, I'll watch you, you're, you're, you'll be commenting on her uh, live streams and uh, can't believe she was dumb enough to make you a moderator or whatever you are. Wait, I'm a moderator? I don't know. You had an icon next to your name one time. Oh, I really? thought you were. Uh, I, know. <laughs> I, I know so, so little about Twitch. Mm. Like, uh, I, the, 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 I, I watched Game Center CX on Twitch. Toy Galaxy, which is my favorite YouTube channel about toy stuff. They've, they've just started streaming and stuff. And Dan Riker from Giant Bomb. Yeah. He has a Twitch stream. And by interacting with the, that stuff for the first time, I'm like, oh, so you can unlock, like, badges, chat badges, from one stream to use on another. Because, like, because I, like, subscribe to Dan Riker, now I have mm-hmm. access to, like, a, like, a strip, like, a stripper gremlin emote thing that I could use on other channels. Of course. I don't know that's how that's much work. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, of course, the stripper growing. <laughs> also, too, you can, I guess, on, like, channels, there's things you can buy called bits with real money. Yeah. And when you use those bits during a hype train, you can unlock new badges. And it's, like, it's a whole complicated... Man, it's so weird. This whole economy of people trying to live online by, like, trying to give people to get to gift them bits while they're streaming and stuff. Yeah. And just, like, I keep on hearing from all these online people talking about trying to game the a YouTube algorithm and how everyone's so tired and no one can figure out how YouTube works and how Twitch works. And Oh, if we man. were trying to make money off of this, we'd be stressed all the time. I've had people ask me, like, if we're trying to make money, I'm like, I... no. no. Like, well, I, this, this is already, like, taking up enough of our time as it is without, like, trying to invest extra time into trying to make this shit blow up or trying to monetize it. Mm-hmm. I, st- I, I can't. I, it's been my dream to sit down and put somehow edit fake commercials into our podcast just as a joke. Just be like, oh, we finally got a sponsor. <laughs> but that, like, I always think about that, and then I'm like, oh, that'll require work. <laughs> and then I just don't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Much less. Oh, I forgot about Jerry Parrish was talking to us too, but he was. Yeah, he wanted us to start a podcasting network that I guess maybe never happened. 
Because he had emailed me and I forgot to email him back, and I guess it never <laughs> happened because retro. That doesn't sound weird. like you. Yeah, yeah. So welcome to the world of Bill Mudron, where lets opportunities slip by all the time because he's not paying attention or forgets about stuff. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I anything else going on. That's fine. Oh, that's one of Yeah, in terms of video games, we could wrap this up too because we've been talking for a while, but yeah. Uh, one of my big video game Tardy the Party things has been I was, I've always wanted to play Dragon Quest 3. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about doing that sometime soon for the podcast. But the big problem is that it's impossible to find. Like, I want if I want to play one of those games, I want to play it on my TV. And I want to emulate it on my computer. But that's impossible to do because, like, it's it's I don't know. It's oh no 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 no. Actually, I just realized I probably got a copy of Dragon Quest Three on my hacked Nintendo Mini. Actually, but anyway, regardless of that stuff aside, they just announced that. Uh, did you see that they're doing a remake of Dragon Quest Three? Yeah. Uh, it, like, they're doing it with the Bravely Default engine, so it looks super gorgeous. Yeah, everything, like, the old, all the old-school RPGs that get remade should do that. Not, yeah, why not don't do what, the... what they did with Final Fantasy VI, where everything looks like fucking turds. Yeah, and I beat Yakuza like a dragon, and part of me was tempted to, like... Because I, I bought Dragon Quest XI-S, the, the new version... Like, I think I've got it on both the PlayStation and the Switch. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason for me not to fire it, especially after beating Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is inspired by Dragon Quest. I was like, oh man, maybe I should just dive into that. But then I got distracted by Wreckfest. But mm -hmm. yeah, so. But yeah, so. Yeah, maybe I'll play Dragon Quest. If the podcast is still going two years from now, whenever that Dragon Quest remake, remake comes out, maybe I'll do that for the podcast. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? But so yeah, that was Rango. That's Rango. It was nice enough that we didn't actually have to talk about it that much. It's just good. Go see it. Yeah. It's it's on yeah, Netflix. It's, yeah, it's on Netflix. Um. Yeah, I get the feeling that a lot of people have seen Rango, but no one just talks about it. So this may be the kind of thing where we're telling our listeners, "Hey, go watch Rango," and they're probably like, "Motherfucker, I seen Rango. What are you yelling at me about Rango for?" Yeah. You're, you're you're the Johnny Come Lately motherfucker. Shut up, Bill. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. Shut up, Bill. Oh, oh. No, it's Shut yeah. Up Ted. He's mudding on Twitter. I'm the grumpy dog on Twitter. Sorry, podcast. That's your mom, dude. Shut up, Ted. I'm sorry, go ahead. That's fine. TardyPodcast.com. <laughs> all that stuff. Share us around, whatever, I guess. See. He was what? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, um, next time it's Lady the Tramp. Uh, no, wait, really? Next week, week is? Next? Wait, no, damn it! I was gonna say, because I think that's... <laughs> yeah, next, next week, week is David Crockett, Crockett. Right? Yeah. David Crockett and presumably the River Pirates. That's the that's the first one I'm looking yeah. at on Disney Plus right now, so... Okay, yep, that thing. That thing we're the gonna blue talk one. about and yeah. laugh at and be like, what the fuck was wrong with the 1950s? <laughs> then I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do next. That is not gonna be a... A terrible slog for me and Daniel. I'll have to. Yeah, I'll figure out. Maybe something. we'll do another one of the movies that I like that I've been pushing on you. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any other ideas on top of the top of your head? Uh, you have a list. You gave me a list when we started yeah. doing the podcast. Uh, support your local sheriff's fuck. Have you ever seen? It was my dad's favorite comedy. Uh, the Gods Must Be Crazy. I remember seeing the. I saw. I think I may have seen The Gods Must Be Crazy too. That it is about the African... not that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
So wait, because the first one is about the African guy who finds a Coke bottle and decides he goes Correct. into civilization, right? Yeah. What yeah. the hell's the second one about? I don't remember. It's not very good. Did they do a Crocodile Dundee 2 thing where he goes back into the, like, uncivilized land and he has to, like... Oh, man. Crocodile Dundee 2. I love that. Have you seen Crocodile Dundee 2? I think he... They, f- they flip it. He has to go back into the wild as he's being hunted. Then he uses his friends to attack the hunters out in the outback. It's so great. It's a- Love it. It's like if they made a Star Trek 4 2 and that's the whales had to go back t- back in time and save people. Uh-huh. I love it. That's a good idea. For- Make it happen. Somebody Make get on that. Chop, chop. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Rango. We're sorry. You should have gotten a sequel, or at least the people who made you should have gotten another opportunity to make another movie like you, because... Yeah. Sorry somebody nudged you in the ribs and said, you should make a Lone Ranger movie, and you blew your career up. <laughs> Seriously. God, how is... I, that is kind of the terrible thing, is that, like, how does Gore Verbinski end up with his career destroyed, but Johnny Depp still keeps to, to fucking make more Willy Wonkas and shit after this? Jesus yeah, Christ. Know. Fuck. Okay. It's not like Willie. It's not like Johnny Depp has to be punished, but man, he has made a lot of bad fucking movies, and he has in done a, a bad job in a lot of those in movies. a bad movie. Uh, uh, Into the Woods. He was the worst part. Oh Jesus H Christ! And that says that, a lot. That's by itself. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, don't even give me. Maybe we'll just do Into the Woods next time. Like in yeah. terms of like meets, it's like let's talk about stuff we like. We'll do a two part about Into the Woods. Yeah. Oh God. So, okay, okay. Okay. That would the take real a, end of the woods. That would that would take forever. Well, no, that seriously, because it is like each act like is the length hours. of a movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think each act is like ninety minutes long. So really, yeah. maybe actually, you know what? Mm. I. Well, I'm gonna need time I, to prepare for that, man. Well, That's but if not... I. S- well, no, I'm not just saying for next time. But if if we say that, like, we'll do the first one two weeks from now, maybe. Would that be enough time for you to prepare? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, yeah. Maybe. I um, we'll I also, I don't know if you have access to that. I'll have to see if I have a hard copy, because I did... I think I, I let my sister it. borrow my DVD of that. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's been on DVD for the longest time. It's on sale on iTunes. It's always been on iTunes for the longest time, but yeah, I'll have to see if I have a hard copy I can give you. But yeah, maybe we'll do a two-parter of Into the Woods. Maybe. Yeah, fuck, why not? Shit. Why not? Not guaranteeing it, but that, like, I'm going to write that down just because I know I'm going to forget later. Yeah. Oh, Alright, well... God, I forgot he played the fucking wolf. And of course he had the laziest makeup. He just put on a hat and whiskers. He and didn't like, even have a dick. No! Which, uh, motherfucking... I mean, to be fair, having, I could see Johnny Depp going to bat for that dick. It's, it's just true. because that movie was made for four-year-olds by a director who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing him, and produced by Disney. I'm sure they wouldn't let him have a dick, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. And All right. It's two-parter. We'll get okay. out of here. Adios, amigos, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, that's all there is to say. Yeah, yeah, that's the end of our story. We'll be dead someday. Fart, fart, toot, toot. <laughs> it feels like that I should be able to follow that up with a rhyme. Like, oh, God, what room? Fart rhymes with toot. We did it. Fart, fart, <laughs> toot, toot. Don't let me lick your boot. Uh-huh. There should be yeah. a thing. Nailed like, it. we already reached a natural end point. I can cut all this out, but I'm trying to think of, like, yeah, there's no way to... Fuck. Okay. Yeah, I'm overthinking it, so I'm ruining it. Yay! The Bill Mushroom story! Yay! We went forever. Okay, guys. All right. Fuck. Kaboom.